Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, you can see this guy, Sam Fortier, right here. Do me a favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media, that's A-M-P-I-R-E. Don't forget, you can always read my work on ESPN.com, and I'll get to Sam in a minute. And also, I'm going to be doing a, a podcast with Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders, that'll come out Monday to get you ready for training camp when I'll be doing reports after every practice. Sam, I know this is a highlight for you to be part of that introduction. I know that's your favorite part. To be a part of the introduction of a new ownership group or to well, be a part of the okay, introduction okay, or your so podcast? For my podcast. I know that I know that you enjoy that. Look, man, it's not every day that you get to watch a, a great do it who not only was there when Josh Harris was introduced, but also, you know, when George Preston Marshall founded this team and, and brought it down from Boston. So for you to see the arc of this franchise is, is pretty remarkable. And see, Sam is making a joke about my age. But if you look at this screen, and if I'm going to implore you to come watch this on YouTube, because you can see there's not a lot of difference when you look at our ages. I think I think you all agree with me on that one. So anyway, Sam, thanks for joining me. It is about the new ownership group. And by the way, you know, the leather helmets back in the day, they really hurt your head and it was hard. It, it is funny. I think that uh, listeners might know this better than I, but I think that I make at least one age-related joke every time I come on. And so I think at this point, um, it, it, it's it's a hallmark of, of every appearance. It is. I don't, I don't want to let people down. No. Well, well, we're, we're, there's plenty of time to do that. So anyway. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, it is a new – you don't care about that. You care about the ownership because this is – we're talking – a couple hours after Josh Harris addressed the media, addressed the fans. And I'll be honest, Sam, it's been a long time since I've seen anything like this, especially the scene out at the Legends Plaza where he's high-fiving fans and Magic Johnson is firing up fans with, with his speech and getting fans a chant. Thank you, Josh. This day is unlike any I've seen. I know you haven't been on the beat quite as long as I have been, but how do you how do you sum up this day? Yeah, I think the enthusiasm of the fans has to be number one because, you know, while I haven't been on the beat as long as you, I, certainly a lot of my nope. time here <laughs> has been spent in the parking lot talking to fans, you know, on social media, talking to fans, you know, why were you disaffected? Why did you leave? What would make you come back? Things like that. And and just a lot of times you hear frustration, you hear a lack of hope. And, and actually, like yesterday, I was talking to a guy named Sean out at Old Ox Brewery. And he was saying that, like, there is a part of him that is overjoyed, but that, that Snyder's gone. Don't get it twisted. But there is a bittersweet element to it. And, and he said, you know, looking back, you know, over the last 20 years, realizing with the new Harris ownership group coming in, it's like I was always cheering for a team that never had a chance of going anywhere. Oh, yeah. And so I think there's that mixed emotion for sure. But to come out, you know, at FedEx today, like there was a point where I was watching Joe Gibbs address the crowd and, and seeing the love that everyone has for Joe Gibbs is, is obviously very powerful. And then you like swing your head a little bit and you see the new owner signing hats yes. and t-shirts. Yes. And I was just like, just the vibes were so good, man. It was, it was, I've, I have not seen anything like it out here for sure. No. And I think just for me, you know, I've been coming to the stadium for a while since it opened and it's been, and I can't say I haven't seen the joy before because when Robert Griffin III came here in 2012, you saw that level of optimism, the hope by the fans for him, not for the owner, 
But what this represents is that change and a chance to get back there, at least, you know, I think, and Harris kind of touched on all the right notes, but let's stick with the enthusiasm because even like Terry McLaurin was telling us that he didn't understand the weight of everything until maybe you really either talk to more people or you see the reactions like this, like, you know, you see people just had joy on their faces. And I haven't seen it. It's been a long time since I've seen that here. Now you, you also, you were at, you said you were at Old Ox Brewery yesterday for during the vote. What else did you pick up from there, from the vibes of the people there? I mean, everyone had on, you know, as many anti Snyder t-shirts as you could have, you know, by Dan Burgundy and sold worst owner ever a bunch of things that I cannot say on this podcast, probably unless you want to get the little explicit label. Um, but I think that, you know, for me, like it can be summed up in two things. The, the number one chant that people were saying at the bullpen, uh, at old ox brewery was F Dan Snyder. That was, that was the thing. And today at the end of Josh Harris's, uh, you know, speech to the fans, it was thank you, Josh. And I think those two things really encapsulated the day for me. And, Going back to the player, the point about players, John Allen said at one point to the fans, I've waited seven years to see the fan base like this. And so I think that he said, you know, everyone knows, I think, what this fan base can be. And I think that you are getting a very brief, bright glimpse of, you know, a fan base regaining its swagger, maybe. And I think that's a great thing. I'm glad you brought up Allen because we were talking to him later and he said, you know, he remembers what he was. He grew up here. He knew what it was like during the RG3 season where there was that electricity here and you could go to a game in the fan base. It was electric. And that's the last that's really the last maybe the last time it's fully been like that for a year. And, you know, he said he can't wait to see what it's going to be like this season. Like, I think these guys are going to be so jacked for that season opener because it's it's just I would imagine this is going to spill into the season now. How good they are, I don't know, but I think the ability to reignite the fan base is a big part of what this season is about, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And Jason hinted today, Jason Wright, the team president, said that he's expecting week one to be a sellout. He's also trying to sell tickets. He is also trying to sell tickets. But I I do think, you know, you don't, don't you don't make that unless you see some numbers internally. Agreed. I mean, maybe he I, would, but I think I think they're going <laughs> to. But I think that I think they'll get there. the enthusiasm coupled with him saying that. I, I do think that there will be a really strong crowd in week one. To me, it's almost more indicative. Buffalo at home in week three. What does that look like? Like because you hear so many fans say, "Oh, the name change turned me off," or "Snyder turned me off," or "I did you know this or that." But but if those things changed, I would come back. To me, it, the real question is. How many of those people were serious? How right. many of those people actually will right. come back? And I don't think that it's possible to know the answer until it's like, you know, this summer we've been going to a lot of football camps, a lot of youth camps that players have been holding. And, you know, you've heard over and over again, oh, X number of kids RSVP'd, we got 50% of them. And so I'm curious mm. how many of those fans will show up? What will FedEx be like when it comes down to a game day? Because today, Felt like a game and there was nothing on the field. It it did. And I do think that a lot will come back because I know that I'm sure there are a lot of people who said they were quitting them who would always pay attention to them. And I don't know how many that really were like that, but I'm sure that there was a segment of that, that they need a reason to come back. And so this is the testing that theory, like, yes, do do you really believe that? Now they have to then go out and produce. And I think it's going to take time. I don't know if this is the year that's going to re-energize from a, Oh, they're a 12 win team. I don't, you know, that's a lot of faith to get there at this point. 
But the process, and 76ers fans, the process starts now toward winning them over. And I think Harris kind of touched on a lot of that in his in his talk to the media, in his press conference with the media, which one of the things, some of the things that jumped out to me, I'm curious what you think, is basically the things that, a lot of things they touched on were the things basically do the opposite, be the opposite of what it had been, right? As far as don't accept certain types of behaviors, don't, you know, treat people well, get good people here to do and let them do good things. Like, what did you think? Yeah, I think to that point, especially on the business staff, especially, you know, just organizationally setting the tone that that the improper things that happened here before have no place here and we will not accept them. That is, you know, a fundamental thing that you need to say. Um, and, and, and it just should be commonplace. The things that, that stood out to me in terms of maybe football roster building or even, you know, organizationally getting this team back integrated into the community um, was that he said this is not going to be easy. You know, right. this is this is going to take time. And he said at one point, I think maybe to the fans, like, you're going to get on us. You're going to be on our butts because we won't always, you know, know the right thing or do the right thing. And, and you're going to hold us accountable. And obviously, we've heard people say that here before. But I do think that Josh Harris's experiences in, in Philadelphia and New Jersey and in South London um, with Crystal Palace, like, I think that he has a much better frame of reference maybe than people who did not own sports franchises before or had not been in some of those senior level positions that had been here before that that have been here before. So to me, the acknowledgement, Hey, this is going to take time. um, I I think was really important. And one other thing I I will say is Mitch rails, you know, who is a, is a minority partner. He really impressed me with sort of the same messaging today. And I thought like his, you know, his speech, I guess, um, during, during their presentation really stood out to me as, as that guy does not have a sports background. He's not, you know, uh, he doesn't have a sports empire, like, like Harrison Blitzer, but like that dude seems to get it. And I think that that was impressive. Well, I think there was also emotion when there was, when those guys were talking, when, when Mitch rails and even Harris, like there's emotion that comes with owning this, this franchise, not a franchise, this one, because they are, they are from here. They're, you know, whether they were born here or whatever, you know, rails moved here, Harris born here, Mark Ein tie, you know, lives here as well. So they have these ties to the, to the city that you could feel that emotion to me when, when they were discussing it and what it means to them and what they know it means to the city. Yeah, absolutely. And and the guy who, who I don't think talked publicly today, but Mark Ein, obviously a big DC guy as well. And like, you know, I, I think that uh, maybe he told my colleague this, but Mitch Rail said, you know, like, this is not for me. Like he owns Glenstone, which is an art right. museum in Maryland. Like he is not a sports guy. And he said like this, I'm not interested in other sports things. It's it's this. This is the thing to me. And, and you know, I'm sure fans have heard it by now. And we'll probably hear it a lot of times again. But, you know, Josh Harris growing up in Chevy Chase, going to RFK, like these guys appreciate some of those cultural touchstones. And so to me, you know, we didn't get a lot of concrete answers on the stadium because they've talked about their priorities, are fan experience, winning football games. But at one point community. today, community, um, when Josh was speaking, I think, fans started chanting, you know, RFK again. And I think that that remains to be seen. And and there are a lot of complexities that will go into that, but if nothing else, it will not be, if that doesn't happen, it will not be for a lack of understanding of what this fan base wants. Correct. And I think there's going to be a big effort to try to get there, whether or not they succeed because RFK came up a lot. Now, of course that's his memories. And it's not just in a wink, wink way, like we're going down there. 
but you know what they know what that site means. They know that that's like a mecca almost for 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 Redskin Commander or whatever fans. And so I think you're right. I think they understand. And it's not just listen. Dan Snyder had ties here. Dan Snyder grew up here, but it just never clicked that way. And he didn't surround himself with a bunch of people who also had that same vision, shared that same passion. And so, and it, and it really, he never, I think, got beyond being a fan per se, right? Whereas I think Harris is a fan, understands the fans, but is a businessman and an owner. And he said, I thought it was very interesting that he said today, being a fan is not enough. Correct. And I think that that was, I don't know if that was like a subtle shot at Snyder. I don't think it was, or if that was a subtle distancing, but like, you know, Joe Gibbs said today, like, oh, we have a Washington group. We have a pe- people that understand the history and the culture of this franchise. You had someone who who was that way. You know, Dan Snyder was, you know, if you go back and read the coverage of when he first came in, if you remember those times, like that's exactly what they said about this guy. So the difference to me is that this guy has owned a sports team, multiple sports teams. He knows it. He knows being a fan is not enough. And, and one other kind of note that I'll say is, and you brought it, you, you kind of brought it up. The there was a a big difference because the last one of the last times I was on Legends Plaza was um in October. I forget what maybe it was the Sean Taylor thing, but which one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 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 it was when Tanya Snyder used the, yeah. the the team name Redskins, and that was you know a thing that the league had told them, hey, you're you're not supposed to do this. This is a thing that they were not supposed to do, and they kind of stayed away from it. You know, Washington Legends is the alumni. You know, and and. Josh Harris, you know, maybe just because he was talking about his team, you know, his memories, but, you know, he could use the old team name oh, yeah. very freely today. And I think that, you know, a lot of people were, and and I'm not here to pass judgment on that either way, but like, I, I, it was, it was notable to me yeah, just I, in, in how that the name Redskins has not been used a lot by team officials in the last three years. Right. And it was a lot today. And I, I wonder if that continues. School is out and summer is here, so it's time to plan your next family adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the largest ropes course and zip line park in the country. Beat the heat and join us after dark for some night climbing. When the sun goes down, the park is lit up, allowing you to climb under the stars. Check out their glow-in-the-park events for extra glow lights and music throughout the forest. Want to keep your feet on the ground? Grab a bite to eat from the food truck and give axe throwing a try. Perfect for first-timers or experts, their projector systems allow you to throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's promo code KIME23DC, K-E-I-M-2-3-D-C. Now open seven days a week. This is the perfect time of year to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. Speaking of the name, and it was asked, I asked him at oh, Paris. What, what, a, what a nice transition for you. <laughs> but speaking of that, though, like, was asked about it i know there's a lot of interest out there he he harped a couple times on these are our priorities and it was always fan engagement um or or community engagement fan experience and on-field football right so but did not dismiss or discount that down the road possibly 
Is that how you took it? Yeah, I, it's funny. I saw on Twitter this morning that people were saying it's likely or that they will do this. And I think that that's probably too strong at this juncture, just even for them. Like, to me, it seems like they have all these other priorities. They're going to get through those. And then they're going to say, hey, is this something that we want to do? Because it would be expensive. They would have to give a waiver from the NFL if they were going to do it in that five-year window. Um but I think that if they ultimately decide, hey, this is one of our top priorities, they could go out and they could do it. Although I, I will say it's very easy to call for the name to be changed. But let's say this this team you know, decides, OK, we are going to do Red Wolves or we're going to go back to Washington football team. Like like would those things make the fan base happier than commanders? And I'm, I'm not saying yes or no, but I think it's a legitimate question. If you call for the team name to be changed, are you going to like what's coming next? Well, and that that's always a question. I think for, I'm sure for a lot of people, it's just distancing himself from Snyder, um, et cetera. And I think for the for the name, my thing has always been, and what I've always been told is it's not their top priority. Doesn't mean it wouldn't be down the road that it becomes one, just not a top priority. So the top in the stadium is going to fall into that category as well. That's for another day. But the other thing I do want to talk about too is because we got to talk about this guy is magic magic and i just i don't have to say magic johnson is magic man that dude was incredible and that's why like this is part of a day i really i can't stress enough that i just haven't seen anything felt anything like this in such a long time here with this fan base but magic man the dude the dude is electric like after josh harris spoke the crowd out on legends plaza started chanting magic 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 and i i jason wright was holding the mic and i don't know if he was supposed to go to someone else but you could see like a little bit of he was asking some others and they all like (laughs) right and then everyone just knew like magic's the guy and the way that magic commanded the microphone and, and he gave you know a fiery speech you know we're bringing winning back to dc and and he said you know we appreciate you guys coming out here you are the signal that things can be different here um and i thought you know he had a really powerful moment um during the press conference about, Hey, like I am a black man entering ownership in the NFL, which has not, you know, traditionally been hospitable to people who look like me. And for me to like, this was a really crowning achievement for his business career. And I think that he spoke with some emotion that we're talking about that, that resonated and really sort of showed you the significance of it for him. And (laughs) man, my understanding is that he spoke um, at, at an employee town hall this morning. And at the town hall, he said in high school, I won championships in college. I won championships in the NBA. I have five title rings. I I don't, I don't do these things for ego. He's been part of a Dodgers group that. And and every, yeah, exactly. All the investments he makes, he wins. And so he said, this is about winning. And I think that on a day like today, not just that these, these people aren't Snyder, but to come in and, and be as strong as they have, as they were on, this is about winning. This is about doing things the right way. Who knows how this will play out in practice, but I think they nailed the the press conference. Oh, they absolutely. And I think the other thing with Magic too that he said too when he called when he talked to Josh for the first time, his comment was about this. He's like, "Do you want to win?" Now, of course, Josh is not going to say, "Well, I just would like to make." But I think a guy like Magic can determine the BS, right? And so he's like, "Yes, of course, I want you. Then I'm then I want to invest in you because that's basically that's all I do." And and it's and his track record suggests. That's all he's done. So, but I think that that's quite a, a stamp that he can give to this ownership group, but he really did kind of bring that emotion. And, and that's, it was just, again, it was just part of the day. And it it's, I think it's why I think people are going to eat that up and they should, because 
it's magic. But anything else from this day, anything else that was said stand out to you? The interesting thing to me is that when you win the press conference, it obviously win, wins you a good amount of goodwill. Um, and I think that, but I do think the clock starts now. Josh Harris is in charge. How long until people want to see results? Because he, I don't think he's going to strip it to studs like he did September with September 9th. <laughs> right. But like this year, I think everybody understands yeah. it's an evaluation year. Like it's not his people. He hasn't built the front office that's building the team. Whatever happens at the end of this year, I think it's it's hard to imagine things staying the same. Um, I, I think that he would want to bring in his own people. But no matter what happens, when we get to the end of this year, what is the timeline like? What is the the leash that the fans are willing to give him? How long does the honeymoon last? I think it'll last a pretty long time. Yeah. But let's say, you know, how long does he have to deliver good news on a stadium, a site or renderings? Um, how quickly does he need to have a GM in place or, or some other personnel moves right. if he makes them? And then if if they do that, I know it depends on this year um, how they do. But if Sam Howell isn't the guy, you know, are you going out? Are you doing a veteran trade? Like they tried to, you know, with Carson Wentz, obviously you'd hope for different results, but, but the, or, or are you drafting a project? I mean, right. I, I think that all the, those approaches to me, and how how the fan base receives them will be really interesting because those that's when the rubber meets the road, right. not today. Right. And I think I think even I think most fans will realize if depending on how this team does this year, what the road might look like and how long it might take. And as long as you see improvement, and as long as you're not seeing embarrassments off the field, I think they'll stick around for a little bit while. Sam, tell them where they can find you. Uh at Twitter. Uh, Sam, the number four, T-R-S-A-M, the number four, T-R, or on the WashingtonPost.com. Okay, folks, I told Sam's mom I would get him to bed uh, pretty soon, so I'm just going to have to cut this short right now. Thanks to Sam for joining me. Thank you, as always, for listening. Again, I'll be back on Monday morning, or Sunday night, I can't remember which, with Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders, talking about the on-field product, product leading into training camp. Talk to you next time.